Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I'm excited about my guest today, Cheryl Mucha, because we can talk gardening. No, really. (laughs) This is what happens, right? We meet business acquaintances, and then we realize we have all these other things in common, and that's how you become friends, right? That's how you do all the cool things together. So I'm looking forward to the conversation um, because I've enjoyed all of our other conversations, and I think you have a lot to add to what the audience needs to hear. So before we get into all of that, why don't you tell people a little more formally who you are, what you do, um, all, you know, the the formal type stuff. The formal stuff, not the gardening stuff? Not the gardening. We'll get there. (laughs) Okay, great. So thank you so much for having me, Erin. I'm I'm really excited about the conversation. So I am Cheryl Mucha, owner of CFO Your Way. Um, We've been in business a little over 11 years. Um, and we just provide the small to mid-sized business community with financial accounting expertise, ranging from bookkeeper to controller to CFO, whatever the client needs. We have the team member to help service them and get them the financial information they need to effectively run their business. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So what I love about it is I'm, a vi- I'm like, my background is financial services. Mm-hmm. And I come out of corporate and it has been, I say a shock. And then once I get to know people better, not so much of a shock at how many small business owners just don't have a handle. And I, I even use that loosely, like don't have an idea of right. where they stand financially. How much does it cost to run their business? How much money are they making? Right. And I think there's a variety of reasons it happens. I think there's a lot of people who convince themselves it's hard, so they ignore it. They convince themselves it's bad news, so they ignore it. I'll deal with it at tax time, right? Right, exactly. And then we create all this stress. So why don't we start, instead of doom and gloom, why don't we start with the positive outcome? Like, what is possible for people when they get these ducks in a row, that is not possible for people who's got no ducks and got no row and instead have their squirrels at a rave. Like, right. what's the difference? So I, the difference is, and it's it's about profitability. It's about expenses being aligned. It's about all these other things. But I think the the key difference we make in business owners' lives is they can make decisions based on numbers, not just based on gut, not just based on this is what I want, shining object syndrome, whatnot. They know that that decision is sustainable within their business, doable and sustainable within their business, not just, not just a hope, wish, dream. It's, it's more realistic. Yeah, I'm a big, 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 big fan of data-driven decisions like that because one of the things that I say a lot is your gut, your gut's often right, but your feelings will lie to you. Right. 
Like exactly. if you right, your feelings will if you have money stories, you know, whatever they are, your feelings will lie to you about this stuff. Right. And if you if you rely on your gut, which I do a lot, when it's right, it's right. When it's but when it's wrong and you ignore it, yeah, you yes. can be heading for disaster. That's a really good point. Like for those of us who are very instinctual in nature. Having your numbers together doesn't mean you don't trust your gut. It means trust but verify, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Trust but verify. Yeah. So it changes. It really changes business owners' perspective on their business. And I say all the time to your point earlier, like, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you go into business to do your thing, to build your widget, right? And we, we, Go, we take this leap of faith and start this journey as an entrepreneur. And we don't think about the HR. We don't think about the accounting. We don't think about office supplies. Like we don't think about IT. We don't think about all these other things because we're so focused on what we're good at. And that's where we should be spending our time to grow the business. Right. It's, that's not right. Exactly. Focus on what you're good at. And it doesn't mean ignore the rest. It means hire for the rest. Right. Hire the right person, the right fit person, the right expertise to support you in those areas that you're not not good at. And it's also, I mean, it's, I think people avoid doing it because they think it's so stressful. But to me, and again, it's a little bit about my personality. You already, I'm sure, pick up on this. Like the whole compliance, follow the rules. This is not in my world. But but I come out of corporate in a financial services company that with a public parent company. Mm-hmm. So the slight follow the rule part of my personality is all for accounting. It's right. all for data. Because mm-hmm. like you should go to prison for that. Like, that's not okay. Right? <laughs> that's a thing. That's not okay. But to me, it's stress relieving. Right. I agree 100%. I actually just had a call with a potential client who is stressed because they don't know. Like, they don't know how their bills are going to get paid. They don't know when their customer is going to be paying and when that cash is going to come into the business. And it just creates this turmoil. And like, for me as a business owner and what I want for my clients is, to know that we can plan for that and it just it just eliminates this whole layer of stress and one of the big things that stresses big business owners out is you know to be really specific and you know and an example is when they pay their employees bi-weekly and two times a year there's three payroll periods in the yes. month <laughs> yes. and they're like oh no I only planned cash for two payrolls. Yeah. Or quarterly taxes. I mean, there's like to to be able to plan for that and know that there's money set aside or we're expecting it. So instead of paying vendor X, we save that money for payroll. Like just to have all that under control, the stress stress dissipates. And there's different phases of becoming an entrepreneur and learning how to do business. And first, you have to learn how to make money, right? You do have to learn how do you create income. And, but what I see is people stop there. 
right? They're so excited and rightfully so. Like, seriously, yay, go you. They've learned how to make some income. Right. But that's the beginning, not the end. Right. Right. And you work so hard to generate that income. You don't want to waste it. Right. Let's make sure it's not leaving as fast as it's coming in. Right. Right. Or, Or overspending on something that if you spent a little time hiring the person that can help you or doing it yourself, like shopping for insurance or seeing if a a price is aligned with what it should be or whatnot. If you save a little money here, that's more money that you can reinvest in the business or take out and live your life. And I think one of the shocks to me is how large a company can get and still not have this together. I was, you know, I say growing up, one of the things growing up that shocked me was how ridiculous adults behave. Like, oh my God, you're acting like you're a teenager. That was a big shock to me as I grew up, as I became more responsible. I thought like, that's just how that was. You became an adult. So it was very shocking to me as I grew up and people, I'd come across people my same age that were hot mess, right? Um, so maturity is not automatic. And right. it's the same thing with business, right? Mature, business maturity is not automatic. You can actually be making a fair amount of money and not, I'm surprised at how many, I'll back up. I am surprised at how many businesses are making a fair amount of money and do despite not have themselves. this. Despite, yep. That's one of my phrases. You're making money despite yourself instead of because of yourself, right? And don't have this dialed in. And to me, when you have core business, business um, departments, sales, mm-hmm. marketing, processes, team, HR, right. Right. finances, like those foundational pieces, mm-hmm. you're risking everything. You're risking everything by not having it at least slightly organized. Right. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's support out there that, I mean, I'll talk about our our services. You might not be able to hire a full-time CFO, but we can be just as effective and support you in the same ways at a fraction of that cost. And I think that's the other thing that stops people. Humans, we have this very all or nothing mentality. Right. So we think if we're not ready for the biggest, fanciest version of something, we don't need anything at all or can't have anything. Right. Exactly. And I mean, the, the fractional world is becoming more prevalent. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast brought to you by Conquer Your Business. With decades of experience, Conquer Your Business creates business and branding strategies that build multiple six and seven figure businesses. And we don't just show you what to do. We have an entire team of people available to help you do it. Strategy and implementation. You can learn more and reach out to us by visiting conqueryourbusiness.com. How did you get into this and, and your business is 11 years old and I know you're not 15 years old because you look like me. So how did you get into this situation? So the real um, 
I guess straw that broke the camel's back for me was I was a CFO for a small family owned business for 10 years. And it was transitioning to next generation and next generation who had no dealings with the business the whole time I was there came in and said, why do we need this office space? Why do we need all these people? Why do we need all these expenses? Well, That's you would know that had you been involved. Exactly. That's 20 years. <laughs> and, and if you knew what I really did in the 10 years I was here, you'd see my value. But their solution to all of it was to outsource it. So, you know, I said to myself, like, why do I need to have someone else be in control of my future? Yeah was the one point. And the other point is, if I can do this for one company, why can't I do it for many all at once? And because it, you don't need someone full-time in that seat. I don't so know. Why can't, yeah, I, don't why know can't I do that for many? I do it for many. I don't know if this is just something that is a coincidence, but I talk to a lot of people. I talk to a lot of business owners. I probably talk to 20 business owners a week mm-hmm. and more than any other category, bookkeeping, accounting, CFO, are accidental entrepreneurs. Right. More than like, it's a thing where people, you're like, well, wait a minute, I lost my job or for whatever whatever. reason. And then you're like, but I know how to do this. (laughs) Right. Right. So what was your experience like going from having a job you know, that's, it's one of my key audiences. It's my story as well. And as much as I a hundred million percent agree, wait a minute, if I can do it for you, I can do it for everyone else. What was, what was that transition like going from a job to a business owner? It was scary, um, <laughs> very scary. And I, I remember it so vividly because my husband is also a CPA. So we're like all about the numbers, right? So it was January um, and we sat down and we did a budget saying that if I made nothing for that entire year, January 1st of that following year, I would be out pounding the pavement looking for a real job. I love, I love when I talk to like, so my sales and marketing background versus, you know, your CFO background, I can always (laughs) tell like, you're like, we made a budget. We made a plan. I'm like, I quit my job. <laughs> and I just went for it, right? <laughs> you figure this out. Like you can so tell time and time again, right? right. There's but, no one right or wrong way. Right. There's pros and cons to all of it. But it's so interesting to me how brains work and patterns and things. Right. So for me, the thought of not making it work and having to go on job interviews again was enough for me to make it work and you know what Erin now all I do all day every day it's a job interview every potential client it's a job interview every new person I meet it's a job interview you don't feel like they're in control of it it's so it's so different I was on a mastermind call earlier today and a woman who I don't know and she wasn't on camera so I this is a it was a nice introduction to her though very um you could tell very articulate, very, very, very accomplished person had quit her job or left her job. However, that worked um, just a few months ago, just a very short time ago. And out of a random coincidence, ended up being offered the most amazing, amazing, amazing job 
this past week. So she was asking, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And because she literally just is launching her business. Right. And I don't know about you, but coming out of corporate, coming out of a job, I'm glad I didn't know what I didn't know because I probably wouldn't have done it. Right. But I'm now completely unemployable. Right. Right. Yeah. And we get in. I mean, I'm sure you've heard me say it. Like it all happens at the right time and place. So it happened for me 11 and a half years ago. If it would have presented itself, whatever, 12, 13, 14 years ago, I wouldn't have been ready. I wasn't at the stage in my life where I had the the confidence in myself and the experience that I needed Mm -hmm. to do what I do. Totally. Absolutely. And some people, it happens earlier in their career. Some people, it happens later. So, but it all has, the stores all have to be aligned for us to have not only the the confidence, but the knowledge. And as you've gone on your own entrepreneurial journey, it makes you better suited to help people on theirs. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. So what's been one of the things that you're absolutely most proud of? Absolutely most proud Most of people well. are like that I'm still in business. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, well so- that I'm still in business. But for me, it was, oh, again, I'm the numbers person, right? For me, it always was the statistics of entrepreneurs succeeding, right? So once you hit year one, your your percentage likelihood of making mm-hmm. it to year two, blah, blah, blah. So for me, it was once I hit year five, I'm like, yes, I can do this. Right. And then I hit year 10. I'm like, ah, no sweat. I got this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like getting to that point. I, that's interesting you say that because we're in our business. We've just made our, um, a latest iteration of our business. We're four, four years in. This is our third iteration of what our offers are. And there's, I was just saying how there just feels like there's just one thing now that if we figure that out, right? That's the puzzle piece that's not figured out yet. And I do think it doesn't mean you don't make adjustments and it doesn't mean that you don't watch the market, but there's a different level of, you know what? I kind of got this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We have to be agile. We have to pivot. We have to adjust our service offerings because again, our clients are changing. Our clients' needs are changing. So you have to, you have to reflect the need in the marketplace, right? Yeah. So yeah, I would say that. And what's the worst? What was the, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) And you know what? I don't know. Um, That's a hard question because for me, even in the, in those, are you kidding me moments, there's a lesson to be learned and you come out of that situation better than you win it. Yeah. It doesn't always feel like it at the time. Oh no. sucks at the time. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you can totally, you can say it again. If it's like... It sucks. When, I look at it as peaks and valleys, right? It right. sucks when you're in that valley, but you know what? A peak is to come. Yeah. I love that. I, I'm very much in the, like this too shall pass type of mm-hmm. thought process, whether it's good or bad, whether things right. are going easy, whether they like, the, it's right. nothing static. Right. Yeah. And when you're at the peak, you know, the valley is going to come. So you better be planning for that valley. And when you're in the valley, you know, the peak is going to come. So 
just wait it out and learn the lessons that need to be learned so that you can you can climb that mountain. Well, into a you know to circle back to the beginning of our conversation, having your data together is what lets you get through the valley exactly. because you see it coming. I think right. I think when you don't measure things, it's easier to hide from the valley, right? right? right, right. And that only makes it worse. It's easier because you're not watching trends, you're not seeing. You know, stashing cash away. And you're not going, well, wow, this is this is the third month in the row. (laughs) Things are a little down. What do I need to do? Right. As opposed to if you're not tracking that, you're just general feelings of panic, which is not terribly uncommon as an entrepreneur. So we don't necessarily give it the impetus and the weight that it probably should have. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the lives we chose, right? And and actually one person on my team says it when I get in one of those moods of like, oh, I need to get out of this. And I he's usually the person I go to to vent, right? And he says to me, Cheryl, in this very calming voice, he says to me, Cheryl, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Mm-hmm. If it was easy, everyone would do it. So if you were going to shorten everyone's learning curve, aside from the data aside from getting their ducks in around the finances, what would you tell people is like, let's shorten their learning curve, a piece of advice, or even a piece of just don't do this. Right. So I think um, it is be agile and surround yourself with good people. Oh gosh. Yes. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, Because we can't know it all. Right. No, I mean, it's oh my God, it's like the knowledge, it's the mindset, it's yeah. the caring, it's the, if you think about everything else in your life, you depend on the people around you, whether it's, do you know the right doctor? Do you know the right mechanic? Or, or just for emotional support. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, so I think that's the the biggest thing is just have that support system around you, those people that you can rely on to cry on their shoulders, to look for advice. I mean, as entrepreneurs, it's it's lonely, right? You need to have other business owners, colleagues that you can just bounce ideas off. And I love that you say other business owners, because I think that's one of the challenges I see a lot of entrepreneurs have, especially if you're an entrepreneur not surrounded by them. Right. Nobody understands what you're like. You cannot. The people you surround yourself with for that support have to be people who want to lift you up and understand it, not yep. the people who want you to go get a job because they think it's safer or more like you. Right. I mean, that will yep. batter the hell out of you after a while. Exactly. Yeah. It it, it tears you apart. It does. And it makes does. you question your decision. <laughs> your sanity and their sanity <laughs> and your relationship well, yeah, and their relationship. <laughs> but I've always, since the beginning, belonged to groups, sometimes all women, business owners, to just support each other, be there to answer questions, be there to give advice. I mean, it's important to not only have mentors and, and people you can turn to, but it's also important to be a mentor. Oh, gosh, yes. I love that. I'd say like, I want to be in the middle, like any room I'm in, I want to be in the middle. I want to be lifted up by those who are further along than me. And I want to serve as, you know, a inspiration of the people to show them, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Right. 
Exactly. Bring them up also. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your story, your knowledge, your insights. Um, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is yeah. fun. <laughs> and if people want to get a hold of you, learn more about what you do, more about how you do it, more about your garden, we didn't get there. Like, we didn't what, even get there, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is the easiest way for them to find you? Okay. So, of course, I'm on LinkedIn. It's Cheryl with a C H E R Y L, Mucha, M U C H A. And my website is CFOYourWay.com. CFOYourWay.com. Good, good, good name. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.